What good is a podcast without its listeners? I would argue, and some might as well, not very good at all. Not worth much. If a podcast is broadcast across the internet, but no one's around to listen to it, does it make a noise? We've got some great listeners to this show, and what we've done is we put some feelers out there to some of our listener base, and we've asked them to come up with their own reasons to panic, and we've decided that we're going to rate those on our show today. So today, you're in for a treat. We're going to give you listener-provided reasons to panic, and my two favorite co-hosts of all the co-hosts I have, Randall Floyd and Tyler Mason, are joining me again today. And we're going to have at it with our listener uh, submitted reasons to panic. Welcome to Reason to Panic, the only podcast for the worried mind. We give you a new reason to panic each week so that you are never without a reason to panic. case we're giving you nearly 40 reasons to panic all of which have been submitted by our listeners randall and tyler how are you guys i'm good i was about to panic there for a second but you caught it (laughs) (laughs) good good um what they i've been panicking all day (laughs) um okay so we have a lot of submissions and we, we the three of us we know how much we like to just riff on everything. You know, we, we can go, (laughs) Randall's really good about listening and like speaking with intention. Whereas Tyler and I, we're pretty hasty with our words. We kind of, it comes out of our mouth. And as you can imagine, the lawyer is the one who's more reserved and calculated in what he says. Um, But today we've got, uh, we've got a bunch. And so I'm going to give you the name of the listener that has given us, their particular reason to panic. And in some cases, it's more than one. Um, and then we're just going to kind of lightning round this thing. We're going to go, we're going to go through the list. And if we have to do some context in explaining where, why we rate it, where we do, we will, um, we don't have to just give a number. We can share thoughts, but, uh, we have to do, you know, basically we have less than a minute for each one of these on average, if we want to keep the show to what we normally like to keep it to. So, Without further ado... Now I am panicking. (laughs) Yeah, I'm already panicking for sure. (laughs) Without further ado, Reason to Panic's first lightning round episode, starting now. A listener named Curtis Fiatoa, he wants us to rate the silver shortage. Now, did you guys know there was a silver shortage? I was aware. Yes. I was not aware that there was a shortage of it, um, but I guess it's used a lot in in, uh, in different fields, like in medical, in the medical field, it's used a lot. And in uh, the, the tech field, it's used a lot. Um, so what is the ramification of a shortage of silver? Well, I haven't read that much. Well, I mean, you consider that the, 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 uh, uh, Faith is still in precious metals, right? You got gold and you got silver. That's your two basic precious metals. You got people that have been investing in them like crazy. My parents, they finally um, have started investing in them. Yep. And it's it's getting scarce. It's getting hard to find. For those that have it, this is not a reason to panic. For those that are looking for it, 
you know, it, it's got some ramifications. Sure, sure. All right. Well, I, I've got I've got a bunch of silver coins and silver rounds and silver eagles. I probably have I don't know, maybe a little over fifty of them. I, I thought back in the day that it was a good idea to have some on hand, and I guess I'm kind of glad. Um, all right, let's rate this thing. Uh, Tyler, why don't you start? You know, I'm going to put this one higher just because, again, our currency, we haven't shifted to a digital medium yet, um, but we're not to bartering where we're, uh, you know, putting vodka and cigarettes on the market either. So I'm going to put this one higher. Um, I'm going to probably put this one at the current state we're at, six and a half or a seven. Uh, wow. Six months from now, it could be a lot higher. Wow. Wow. Okay, then. All right, Randall. I'm going to give this one a really low one because... I've actually been hearing of a shortage of silver for a long time, and I've never seen it happen. And so if it does happen, um, obviously, that's not good for the American dollar, but uh, Bitcoin's not good either. So I'm, I'm actually going to give this one a two or a three, and I'll hop on Bitcoin um, if uh, silver keeps getting more scarce like, like it might. Fair. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, it's not too high for me. Um, if, it gets, if it gets to be an issue, then um, I suppose it's, it's worth worrying about. We'll go four. For me on that one okay the next two are from miss sharon udall and the first one of hers is if they try to force vaccinations that's a little scary if you're a freedom advocate that can be a little frightening if you are a cdc zealot then you're that maybe you want forced vaccinations i think there are people that do and people that don't um we don't need to get ideological here <laughs> if we don't you know let's try not to um but I'll start this one and we'll go to Randall and then Tyler. Um, I actually do worry that they will do this, at least for some things. I do worry that you may not be able to fly and or you, you may not be able to travel internationally without proof of a COVID vaccination. And by the way, I'm speaking for everyone, not just myself. And I, I think it's, I mean, you could be someone who is planning on getting the vaccination, but doesn't still doesn't believe that it should be forced. To me, this is higher. I'm going to go with a seven on this one because I actually am worried that that is where we're heading. Randall? I will give this one an eight. And the reason I'm giving it an eight is, well, we, it's a big deal. If the government's forcing you to do extra stuff, like that's awful. And it could happen. I mean, there's been mandatory vaccinations in the past with more difficult things that we've actually eradicated um, and stuff like that. But I mean, that's that's when there's a lot more at stake. So in this case, forcing one thing like this means forcing a lot of other things, I think. And I would move right. to Florida. And if that doesn't work, I would disappear in the middle of Kentucky. There, there we go. OK, Tyler. That'll do it. Uh, you know, anytime you put the words force and government together, my panic scale goes way up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't think the government should be forcing really anything. I don't like the fact that they force me with a seatbelt. So, you know, um, injecting me with something I don't like. And I was just reading the other day, uh, the, there's already uh, speculation of uh, passports that basically have your vaccination records included into the passports. And so I think it's still kind of theoretical right now, but I could see it going that way. So I'm going to put this one higher as well. I'm going to put this one as well at an eight. Move to Florida. Or just hang out in Missouri. <laughs> All right. You um, guys got busted for spring break. So here's the second one from Sharon. The toilet is overflowing with feces and your toddler dipped a chicken nugget in it and they're about to eat it. Okay, Randall. I'm giving that a one as a father and an eight as a mother. 
<laughs> I want to see if they'll eat another one. Honestly, oh my that's God. where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> Kids eat the grossest a, things. Uh, okay, for me, it's a nine. That's disgusting. Nine, Tyler. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why my kids have a chicken nugget. Where did they get that from? I don't know if I, I guess we don't, I don't have those. I'm concerned about the chicken nugget or the overflowing feces. I, I'm not sure which one I panic mo most about, but this is a big loaded one. So yeah, it's a, it's a nine for me. You know, that's a mistake you're only going to make exactly once. <laughs> and I'm with Randall. I'm not going to, I'm not going to freak out over it. Um, Cause either it goes nowhere or they learn really quickly. So, I'm going to be like a two and a quarter on that one. I would the honestly be more concerned about it. what was clogging the toilet. The chicken nugget's only half of it. Your toilet's overflowing. All right, here we go. Um, the next we live in an RV, from, man. This stuff happens. The next three are from Charles Valentino. Uh, the slow, inevitable extinction of the Cavendish banana, which is the one we all buy at the store. So apparently bananas are slowly going extinct. Depends on if you like bananas or not, I guess. That's sad. That's sad. I love bananas. I'll just eat plantains. I'll, I'll give that one a... <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give that one a four. Okay. All right. There, Tyler. If the bananas go... Ex if they go extinct... Um, well, considering that comprises most of my youngest daughter's diet, that could be problematic. I don't know. Banana going extinct... I'm not going to... I'm not going to panic. I'm going to say... Eh, I don't know. Four. Solid four. Okay. It's not something I'm panicking about. I feel like if it's a problem, we might do something about it, even if uh, prices increase. I'm going to give this one a a three. Give it one a three. All right. The second one from him is giant snails invading southern Florida. Now, I saw, like, images of these snails, and they're huge. They're, like, the size of, like, two pounds of beef. Um, they're very large and I, you know, I don't know if it's like really a problem. I don't know enough to truly rate this, but if just going off of the, off, off of this one phrase, giant snails invading Southern Florida, sounds like a big deal if they're invading. I'm going to give it a five Randall. I will give this one a two because I'm assuming they're probably racing snails from the never ending story. In which case I want a couple. <laughs> Good context, Tyler. <laughs> well played. Uh, I saw the pictures of the snails, and if the predator that eats those is anywhere near the size of a of a baby Godzilla, much much higher. Mm. Uh, but I wonder if they're good as escargot. Oh, I mean that's a meal. Well, just <laughs> that's a just meal. Of, so I'm gonna put one of these would fill your family up. <laughs> so i'm gonna put this one i don't know we'll put it at a one and a half I'll, I'll give it some merit very good very good all right last one from charles microplastics in the water supply tyler we'll start with you then randall oh so i just read the other day the average uh the average american consumes uh what was it five grams of microplastic I want to say it was a day. It might have been a week. We'll go with a week just because that sounds more realistic. But that's like a credit card in microplastics. Oh. Uh, so because I just read an article on this one and that kind of gave some perspective, I'm going to put this in higher. Basically, I'm digesting a credit card every X number of days. Uh, I'm going to say probably a five and a half. We got to figure mm. this out. I'll give it a. I'll give it a five. Also, it's just another thing to add to the uh, stuff we ingest bag. Yeah, agreed. I'll give it a five as well. It's uh, I don't like it. 
and I know it's a problem. I don't know enough about it. Got to learn about it, but I know it's a problem enough for it to be a five on my scale. All right, the next several are from Miss Monique Bogle Fulmer. Uh, Fulmer, okay. Bees dying. I'll start and I'll go to Tyler. Um, so there's a di- there are documentaries out there about this. It is a bit of an issue uh, about honeybees, and it's it's really important that they're not killed. I'm going to give this a six and a half because we really need these bees to stick around. And and I'm I'm actually pretty sure that this information is 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 being picked up by more and more people now. People when they see bees, they're not just trying to kill them anymore. They're trying to make sure they're not a honeybee first. If there's something like a hornet or a yellow jacket, go ahead and whack it with your shoe. That's fine. But honeybees do not do not. And then most of the most of the cases, and I'm taking a lot of time here. I'll make this quick. Most of the cases, you can find a local beekeeper that will take them from your property. He'll take them. He or she will take them and remove them for you. That way they get they get to stay alive. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, up there as well. The bees are the driver of pollination for all the food that we eat, basically. And there's not an artificial way to do it effectively, nor do I believe that there should be uh, when bees do a perfectly fantastic job. So I'm going to put this in actually quite high um, because like always, we rate things in a vacuum. Uh, I'm going to put this one in an eight on the eradication of bees. Yeah, if bees go away, that's a bad thing. But I'm under the impression that the bee disappearing thing was a conspiracy theory. Um, I've seen a lot of stats that show that they're actually thriving and the changes weren't as bad as everyone was saying. But I don't know. I'm just a, an attorney. I don't like even doing conspiracy theories all that often. But I'm I'm, I'm fairly certain that the bee thing is was a, a little bit overblown. So I'm actually going to give this one a, a two. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> All right. Second one from her. Running out of oil. Um, let's start with Randall and then I'll go. Uh, well, running out of oil is it's the most efficient energy that we have. And until we can come up with something like, you know, nuclear fusion, then uh, we need to light that. Otherwise, you know, oil going away is a bad thing. So I'll, I'll actually give that one an eight because we need it, even though, you know, it's 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 bad for the air, apparently. But yeah. I'll give it an eight. Yep. Same, same. I'm going to give it an eight as well because we do need it until we come up with something else, preferably something sustainable and renewable. Um, yeah, we need it. We need, we need it. And we need coal um, as of right now. So it's an eight for me as well. The idea of running out of that's pretty scary. See, and I'm on the other extreme here. I do agree. We need it. I do agree even for renewable energies, cleaner energies. And, and this is kind of my soapbox. I won't get on it on this episode, but we may need to have another one to discuss it. America has actually got it made right now because we've got massive oil uh, deposits that we're not tapping for various reasons. I think push comes to shove. And after we've depleted everybody else's oil, we'll tap into ours. So I'm not worried about us running running out of oil anytime soon. And I think by the time that we do, we'll have something else figured out. Okay. So I'm going to put this. I, I didn't score it. I'll put it at a, a two. Fair enough. I'll be the other extreme. Ocean levels rising. Tyler, then Randall, then me. The surfer in me is totally cool with that. Um, <laughs> but that may not be good for a planet. Uh, ocean levels rising. Um, this is one that I struggle with because you look at the two different sciences. You've got the one side that we're causing global warming. Then you've got the other extreme that says, no, global warming just goes in spurts. Let's look at the ice age. There's been several of them uh, documented in, in our, our world's history. Um, so I don't generally find myself panicking about it too much 
Um, Arizona could have beachfront property and that could be nice. So I'm going to put this one, I'll go lower middle of the road. We'll go four on this one. Okay. Randall? I don't. I don't know if it's imminent or not, but uh, there's a lot of displacement that's going to happen in a lot of places when, as the ocean levels rise. Even though there's well, a lot of real water. Well, I'm not going to be in Florida when it happens. <laughs> but, uh, there's uh, all kinds of reasons to worry about it. Uh, but you know, the rich people don't seem to mind because they keep buying up really expensive beachfront property. So I'm I'm going to give this one a two because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll just follow the guys that own the oil companies. <laughs> um yeah. yeah i'm gonna uh, it, it's not good i don't want it to rise the thing is is whether you believe you know man mankind contributes to global warming or not you know the truth is ocean levels are rising one way or the other um i'm gonna give it a three three and a half three and a half because the the displacement of people is going to have a, a big chain effect um on uh chain reaction on lots of other things so infrastructure etc um okay That's next true. one Polar bears starving to death. It'll be me then Tyler. Um, polar bears starving to death. Not excited about it. Definitely a a, a Debbie Downer. Um, love the polar bears, and I know that it affects the ecosystem up there as well. So, um, I'll give this a four. I don't want them to starve. I know they are, and I know it's getting bad, uh, and that's all I know. Tyler. Yeah, I'm gonna probably be in that same ballpark as you, Eli. Um. Animals are cool. Polar bears are, are awesome, but I do believe in certain aspects of Darwinism. And if going back to our last one, if global warming is a naturally occurring process and Darwinism wins out, species are going to die. It sucks. It sounds heartless, but it's just nature's cruel that way. Uh, so I'm going to go three and a half on this one. Okay. Randall, all the polar bears I know are jerks. They're all left-handed. <laughs> they leave, they leave their kids. They eat them. They do all kinds of mean things to them. They're like the exact opposite of what we want in a nuclear family. Um, that being said, anytime you lose an apex predator, uh, it's it's not good news. So hopefully one comes up because, I mean, there's not a whole lot I can do about rebuilding the polar ice caps since we're coming out of an ice age. Um, and maybe they can, you know, get uh, shorter fur and move south. But I'll, I'll give this one a I'll give this one a two. You know, it's really judgmental of you, Randall. But, you know, what? we'll let it slide. Um <laughs> All right, uh, Civil War. We'll start with me, then Randall. Um, I'm going to rate this as if a Civil War, you guys can rate it how you want. I'm going to rate this as if a Civil War were inevitable and like kind of soon. Um, I don't see it going there, but if it did, nine. Because I don't know what it would look like. Um, I don't know what would be safe. I don't know who would be safe. People are very different in front of their computers than they are face-to-face, -face, so that's one of the reasons I don't think a civil war will actually happen soon. Um, but I think just with natural historical cycles, I, I, it's probably inevitable at some point. Um, I would give this one, I don't know. I don't know what the civil war will look like. It's, I think it'll be more of a political civil war with words and, and other things, and we may be in one currently, I don't know, depending on how you define it. Um, and it could get worse, but uh, I, I would give this one a, an eight probably also because there's that kind of conflict, whether it's emotional or physical or whatever, it, it's it's not good. Like you've seen, we've read history books about what happens when things like this take take place. If it's a big war, I mean, it may be a 10. The history books we've read about civil wars have two sides of people that actually know how to fight though. Um, 
I think if we come to a civil war here, I'm not too concerned about it because I'm on the side with the people that know how to use guns and are comfortable with them. So I'm not too concerned. Um, of course, I'd never want for it to come to that. I'm not wishing for that by any means, but it, it doesn't it doesn't panic me much. So I'm going to be lower again on this one. I'm going to go a four. Uh, next one from uh, Miss, um, Miss Fulmer here. Uh, people not knowing how to do basic math and, and specifically dealing with money. Uh, Tyler, then me, then Randall. This one worries me, especially when we're talking economics, because we're seeing this play out right now. People demanding $15 an hour minimum wages because they can't do basic math. To see that that just means prices go up and you haven't improved anything, you've made it worse. So I'm high on this one. I'm going to be a nine, mm. particularly for economic mathematical issues. Yeah. I think I think a general lack of knowledge about many things is a problem. Uh, this being one of them, I don't think it's a nine for me. I don't think I would panic that much. I, I need to make sure my own house is in order. Um, and I feel like if I do that, then that's kind of all I can do and maybe put myself in a position to help a little here and there for people who who don't know what they're doing. Um, not I'm not saying that I know everything I'm doing, but I know enough. I know some. Um, I'll, I'll put it out of four because it is something I think about um, and it does affect everything. That's just where I'm going to put it for Randall. I will give this one. Um, I'm going to give it a two because for everybody who doesn't know math, that just means my kids have a leg up on them. <laughs> Ever the optimist. I like it. <laughs> Very good. The rising price of gas. I'll go. And then Tyler. I don't like it. I mean, I'm, I'm out here in Southern California right now and I paid $4 and 30 cents for a gallon of gas just yesterday or the day before. I don't know if it'll get past $5 here. It has before, but I don't like it. I'm going to give it a six because it bothers me that it fluctuates this much. Rand or Tyler. I'm right there with you. Uh, you know, even here in Missouri, I'm watching diesel climb up to, uh, you know, we're pushing $3 a gallon on diesel uh, to fill my wife's car. I'm two, I think I paid 264 for that. Um, I even put in uh, E85 when I get into Springfield every once in a while, which, I mean, I was paying a buck 60 a gallon when we first got here and I just paid two, 205 for it. So it makes me angry. I don't like it. Uh, I'm going to put this one at a six and a half. Okay. Randall? I want to get a Dodge truck so I can put uh, corn oil in it and or whatever baking stuff I have, then I can just run on that. It's ridiculous. We're going to run into this for four years unless somebody else gets elected afterwards that doesn't shut down oil in the country. I mean, that's what happened. We're just buying oil again from other places. So it's just frustrating that we have no control over it. And uh, yeah, my 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 reason to panic is more out of frustration than anything else. Same. Because uh, it's a big, it's a tax. It's a tax on middle income families is what it is. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a, a five. The lack of honor in politics will go Randall me than tyler i'm giving this one a zero because i can't remember a time when there was honor in politics <laughs> i grew up with george bush and then bill clinton and bill clinton was a president for most of the time i was in middle school high school and uh that was uh i mean there you go i had no honor then there's no honor now i don't even know i'm just it's a zero i hate it and i'm with you randall i've never known a time where pol politics were squeaky clean but I do believe they were cleaner back when I was younger than they are now. I think it's much more, um, there's a lot more vitriol. I think there's there's straight up malice now in Washington. And it is a problem. I actually think this is a big problem. 
I'm going to put this at an eight because if it were as if, if, if I didn't have to worry about this, I think things would be a lot different day to day. Um, but the problem is, is we all know it's there and it's a problem and it affects our lives. Things like just partisan politics dealt with this emotionally leads to ideologues, which leads to lots of bad things. So it's an eight for me, Tyler. I agree with points that both of y'all made. Randall, I don't think politics have ever been civil. I'm going to reference Mike Rowe here with a uh, podcast, uh, Broadswords in a Pit. You, you, you've got politicians that were killing each other in duels. Um, you know, politics never been pretty. But at the same time, it is a concern. Unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm not going to panic and lose sleep over it because politicians are just a bunch of whiny children that have no clue what it's like to live a regular life. So uh, I'm going to put it, I'll go three on this one. FDR did say uh, when he was, uh, before he ran for president, he said the way you win an election is you stuff the ballot box and then sit on it before the other guy can. So (laughs) it's it's been around forever. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The lack of truth in journalism. I'll start and we'll go to Randall. It's, uh, I feel like this is another thing where journalism used to be more fact-based and with the invention and the adoption of the internet, it's um, more revenue and click and share based. Um, if it bleeds, it leads. That's always been a thing, but journalism really used to be a, an honorable profession. And now no one looks at a journalist or very few journalists are considered truly nonpartisan. Um, I'm going to give this one a seven because again, I feel like it's like, it's almost like an opportunity cost. We're missing out on exceptional truth telling and storytelling um, because people are hired by someone who wants them to write an article with a certain slant or get as many shares as you can, which means you need to cater to a certain type of person. And so that kind of journalistic integrity has gone out the window. So it's a seven. Yeah, I'll give it a high rating too. Um, it's hard because People don't know. It doesn't matter what your your political slant is. If it's left or right or whatever, you still get opinion. Like it's more opinion than facts. And that's a problem because people don't know. They think they're getting fact and they're getting opinion. Um, and so I'm going to give it a high rating too. I mean, the, the nice thing is that it's cyclical and there's a lot of independent media that's coming out now that's kind of starting to s- displace in a large way these big behemoths that need to eat some humble pie is what needs to happen. Did you rate it, Randall? Yeah, seven. I'm going to be more concerned about this one than I will about the politicians just because I can't control what goes on in the the political arena, right? I can vote for, for my uh, elected officials that are in my geography, but other than that, there's, there's very little I can do. But I think the bigger problem than the politicians fighting is the fact that we don't have journalists that are telling us what's actually going on from a not completely slanted, completely biased standpoint. And so it makes it so that we, in our everyday interactions with people, can't ever be on the same field because, well, what do you read and what do you watch versus what I read and watch? And suddenly we hate each other because my my media outlet portrays you as an awful individual. So this is much higher for me. I'm going to put this one at an eight for that reason. Very good. That's uh, I think we're kind of all up there. Um, All right. Uh, The ease of tainting the water supply. Uh, We'll go Tyler, then Randall. We actually threw this one around as a, an actual topic not too long ago. Yep, uh, this one's concerning. This one's really concerning because uh, you, you've got the rule of threes, right? Three days without water, three weeks without food, um, you know, three minutes without air. Well, water is, is, is critical. So if, if somebody can come in and just immediately poison your water hole, you know, that can wipe out populations really, really quickly. So I'm going to put this one 
and we're all downriver of each other, right? So it's not like you can just do it one place and won't be affected anywhere else on the globe. I'm going to put this one at another eight. Yeah, Austin got this firsthand during all that crap that was going down in Texas with the freeze came over. They had their water supply poisoned too. So, I mean, if you poison the right supply, you affect a ton of people. I'm going to give this one an eight also. Yeah, I'm going to give this one an eight um, for the same reasons. It's, it's really easy. <laughs> and sometimes it happens without anyone even realizing it. Um, all right, this one, no context, just give a number. I'll start. EMPs, 10. <laughs> I will give this one, uh, I'll give this one a 10 also. I would, it would suck to lose the entire electrical grid just because somebody blew a nuclear bomb 20 miles up in the air above the country. There you go. Tyler. I see what you, I see what you did there. You kept me from being able to even talk about like my number one favorite topic. That's cruel. We covered it in an episode. And a half. <laughs> <laughs> ten and a half. Oh, we've got past ten. Okay, this one's from Tammy Lynn Wake, overlooking the quote-unquote "we need to talk" announcement from your significant other. Oh, Randall, then me. Um. Well, anytime you overlook anything from your significant other, that's that's a that's a bad bad <laughs> thing to do. Um, I overlooked like, like you know picking up my socks Randall. one time. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand it's a painful experience, but it's a lot better to to pull a bandaid off than it is to get stitches. So just <laughs> just take it. I'll, I'll, I'll give that one. If you overlook it, I'll give that one a six for sure. Because there's there's something unpleasant if you do. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving it a I'm giving it a five because um, it's just you're just delaying the inevitable, man. <laughs> That's all you're doing. You're just not only are you delaying it, you're making it worse because it's going to sit there and rot and get fetid and it's going to come out more violently than if you just just take it head on. Yep. Take it on the chin. Uh, I'm going to put that one at a six. This one's from Christy Kirtland. You're in the best deep sleep ever. And then you hear a dog gagging. It depends. Is the dog gagging on my bed? Because that's a much different reason to panic than if it's <laughs> gagging in somebody else's yard. Uh, uh no I, assume it's your dog I, <laughs> that means i get to clean it up in that case it's high it's going to be a six and a half if it's somebody else's dog it's like a minus one <laughs> okay they just a minus, a minus on that one's almost like hoping that they gag you know but it's, <laughs> you must not like your neighbors, neighbors Tyler. that i wish that they would gag instead of bark i'll tell you that um, for me, I think dogs <laughs> gag a lot. Uh, the cats gag a lot. Um, you know, it's probably a, a, a two and a half or three. Um, my guess is if a dog is gagging, he's, he's about to cough something up. And I, I don't know if I panic too much. Sometimes they just, they get it up and then they swallow it again, whatever it was. Um, and usually it's, you know, it's gross, but I'm going to give it a two. And then they lick you. Ugh. Then it gets higher. But in this case, two and a half. Dogs are just gross to me. Anything about them. I don't have one for one of those. That's one of the things. But uh, it, it depends. If it's a night, if it's in the middle of the night and I hear my dog gagging, it's a six. And if it's in the day, then then it's just a one or a two. This one's from Amanda Brucklemeyer. No more chocolate in the house. We go through a lot of chocolate every day. Uh, that's actually, my wife's not on medication, but she is on chocolate. And we're, if we're out of that, it's bad. <laughs> so... So that one's high. Um, this one's going to be uh, five and a half for me because chances are I'm having to go to the store somewhere to buy some. 
I'm giving it a zero. Zero. zero? Uh, this isn't a reason for anybody to panic. Well, yeah, but your wife doesn't like sweets. Well, she likes them a little more that she's pregnant, but that's just not the issue. It's just, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> this is, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a zero as well because I can always just run across the street and grab some chocolate. Um, plus, it gets me out of the house. <laughs> I, I'm not someone who reaches for chocolate, but my wife I can't do that. Someone, my wife is someone who occasionally reaches for chocolate. Uh, this next one is uh, wor- okay from Sydney Holder. Worry about being so tiny that you'll float off into space and asphyxiate and die. <laughs> I'll start. <laughs> I've never been concerned about being so I love tiny. the creativity on this, and that's fantastic. But like, if you go to the so- like the, our solar system scale, we are incredibly tiny already. So, um, <laughs> I, but I'm not panicking. It's never happened. I'm not, and I don't worry about you know something like, honey, I shrunk the kids, where I'm going to get so tiny that I'll just float away. It's a zero for me, but a ten for creativity on a different scale but it's a zero on the panic scale for me uh i did see despicable me and i watched that minion fly straight through the the open ceiling <laughs> and then he was in space later um i just hope i get a a, a space helmet on the way up um i'll, I'll give this i'm gonna give this one a, a zero also <laughs> see i got thinking about um Miss Peregrine's School for the Gifted, or what was that book? Mm-hmm, yeah, where the girl yeah. she has to wear the lead shoes so she doesn't fly away. That's the one. Yeah, that's that's what I got thinking of. Um, you know, I'm I'm with you, Eli. It's it's a zero for me as far as panic, but it is it is a solid ten for creativity. I I appreciated that one. All right, uh, this one's from Shane Pearmain. Some people voted a psychopath into power, but it's a real slick psychopath, and they love everything that has happened or is happening depending on who you vote who you voted for the idea of a psychopath being in office whether i voted them voted for them or not is just scary uh like i think kim jong-un not that he got voted in but you know it's nobody wants somebody with with their finger on on that button that's that's a psychopath so you know if that were the case definitely high uh nine and a half for me because there's no telling where that's going to end up Mm, can't be good I will give this one a four, and the only reason I give it a four is because I'm also assuming that the the same psychopath uh, that that uh, state of mind doesn't go across all three branches of government, um, and I'm hoping that the checks and balances will work to make that guy not as mute him. I just want to muted the the power that he has, and I think that would happen. Executive orders are being passed out like candy, though, so you know that's yeah. yeah anyway. And- and all those executive orders go to cancel out the last guy's executive orders. I mean, there's, yeah, it's, there's all kinds of stuff. I, right. All right. Okay. We don't have time. Uh, we'll, we'll, again, another segment some, some other day, maybe. Go ahead, Eli. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give that one a six. I just, I just don't like the idea of a lunatic being in power. Um, but I feel like they've all been lunatics for a number of years now. So, <laughs> so I don't know. This is how I feel. It's a six for me. It's, if you really have psychopath, that's a problem. Um, okay. This one's from, uh, Ashley Krieger, you have ants, so you put ant traps out, and then you hear something in the night, and a mouse is eating your ant traps. Nah. 0.5. (laughs) (laughs) Just right to the point on that one. Uh, You know, I actually caught two mice in my trailer again, so... It's a little bit more relevant, not dealing with the ant traps, but because I just caught two mouse, I'm going to give it a point for each mouse I got a two. 
I will give this one a low rating because the mouse is going to die after he eats the ant poison. Yep. So we'll, we'll give this one a, we'll give this one a one. It's just like, do you, we meaning all of my personalities. There you go. Uh, the collective we, um, it, it uh -huh. stinks that you'd still have ants cause you'd have to buy another ant trap, but at least you got rid of one of the, one of the mice. <laughs> so it's like six to one half dozen, the other, you know, you kind of won either way. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm giving it a low rating. Okay. This one's from Kyle Swingle fractional reserve banking and the continual devaluation of our money randall then me i don't like it but i also don't like how centralized our money is in the country anyways and i think that that would help us go a long ways to getting more decentralized money which is what what the world needs something that's not dependent on government so while i give it a high rating for the effect i'm going to give it a seven i actually kind of want something like that to happen so that we can get something more decentralized so i'm sort of in the same boat I personally am pretty bullish on cryptocurrency. Um, I think Bitcoin or something of its ilk, I think it's probably going to be Bitcoin, will eventually, because of the collapse of the dollar and pretty much every fiat currency out there will collapse. Um, I think Bitcoin or cryptocurrency is going to be, it's decentralized and it's not regulated by a government. And that's probably where the future of money is when all is said and done. So, um, I, this is already happening. I'm going to give it a five because it's already happening and I am concerned about it, but also I do just want the next iteration of currency to start actually showing up. So I actually need you to read the question again, because the first part of that, I was okay. I was uh, fractional. Yeah, go fractional reserve banking and the continual devaluation of our money. Got it. Okay. Um, well stated by the way. Um, yeah, I'm going to be higher on this one too, just because I think that you're right. I think we are going to be transitioning over to some sort of a digital currency. We're going to be moving away from a a, uh, a national currency to more of something globalized, which meets our global economy. I think it's a good thing. But the turmoil as we as we get to that stage could be pretty nasty. So I'm going to put this one up there as well. I'll go six and a half. We got six more here, guys. Let's get through them fast. Uh, the, these next few, looks like these next four, or hold on, I guess we have like maybe seven or eight. These next four come from Corey Slaughter, who's one of our most loyal listeners every week. He's so uh, silicon shortage, silicon shortage. I'll start and we'll go to Tyler. Um, I wasn't aware there was one. Um, we're making a lot of, uh, of components um, and women are getting a lot of augmentations. So um, we'll, we'll, if it's a problem, I don't know much about it. I'm just going to give it a four because I'm dumb and ignorant concerning this. I'll have to look into it, but. If, if, if it's listed on here, I'm going to consider it. I know Corey, Corey's one of those guys. I think that kind of checks stuff before he, uh, before he puts it out there. I'm going to give it a four just because Corey put it on there. Well, Silicon is in all of our, on our microchips and all that other stuff. And so if, if that's gone, then the ability, I mean, we'll have to find a substitute. I'm, I'm actually fairly concerned about Silicon running out just because it's, it's in all of them and yeah. I'm going to give it a six. The same, you know, we're talking about switching to a digital currency. And then the idea of shortening our supply or our ability to be able to produce computers to host all that digital currency is a problem. So I'll be up there as well. I'm going to go middle of the road. We'll go five on this one. I just don't know enough about it. All right. The next one for Mr. Slaughter, housing prices, the current situation with housing prices. I'll start, then we'll go to Tyler. Um, it, it's certainly inflated. Uh, we're, it, what comes up, what goes up must come down. It's cyclical. It's not like we're strangers to this happening in real estate. Um, I'm going to give it a 
five only because I know it's probably relatively soon. Uh, I don't know when, but my guess is it's going to be less than five years, but um, somewhere between one and five years from now is my guess. I'm going to give it a five. I know it's coming and it's never good when it comes, but we're not going to get it out. We're not going to get out of, uh, we're not going to get out of this one either. So Uh, I'm going to be up there as well. Um, The housing market's just stupid right now. Uh, You know, no place can really support the cost of housing. So, you know, I consider 2008 and what happened with that. I mean, that took years for the the trajectory of that to to pass. I think this one's bigger. So I'm going to put this at, uh, we'll go six and a quarter. I think if you looked at a map of the U.S. and saw the bubble of every state, you'd see some states with huge bubbles and some states with craters. Um, And I guess it's largely dependent on where you are. Um, and with hyperinflation possibly coming, it it could only get exacerbated. But uh, I don't know. In Kentucky, it wasn't a big deal when I wanted to purchase some property. I got it. So, you know, it just depends on where you are. If you want to go to a population center, it's a big deal. So I'll, I'll give this one a five. The ever-increasing cost of university and or slash college tuition. I'm going to give this one a six, but only for the people who are in college. I think it's going to be driving people away from going to school, which is probably a good thing because... Um, school isn't what it used to be. It doesn't give you what you need um, anymore. You can get so much more value doing so many other things. Yeah, and I feel bad for the people that are paying for the college educations for that reason. So I'd, I'd be inclined to score it high, but I'm not for the other reason that Randall mentioned um, because I think that it will start to drive people to alternative education. There's there's job markets that are phenomenal. There's other ways that we can learn. I think the whole institution needs to to shift and evolve. So I'm actually going to put this one as a potentially good outcome and give it a two. Yeah, I'm concerned about it. I'm going to kind of split the difference. I'm going to give it a four um, because I just, I think it's an issue. It will, it will change the way people decide, uh, you know, how, you know, what field they're going to go into. I feel like it makes sense if you're going into a specialized field like medicine or law or engineering. Um, But if, uh, if, if you're not, then I don't see why you necessarily need to have a college degree um, to, to show your chops in something like business management. I feel like you can do that through apprenticeships, et cetera. Um, all right. Uh, corn subsidies and, the, and, the, and all the high fructose corn syrup in everything. Uh, I'll start, then we'll go to Tyler. Um, I don't like that there's high fructose, high fructose corn syrup in everything. I don't like that there's sugar in everything. Um, that's contributed to obesity and lots of problems, diabetes, et cetera. And my family's been directly affected by this. Um, it's a six for me, seven. It's a seven for me. I don't like when people mess with food. I like food to be pure and clean as possible. So seven for me, Tyler. I agree. My family as well has been directly impacted by this one. It, it affects the way we shop. It affects the way that we eat um, to try and avoid it. And it, it it's not easy to do, um, but it shouldn't be hard. So I'm going to put this as well, actually, at a, at a seven for that reason. Randall. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, it's wiped out an entire generation of farmers that can't be farmers anymore because the it only really helped out the big the big companies. So I'm, I'm giving this one not not only because we're now in fact made of corn, but just because it's 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 a uh, it's a big deal. So yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a seven. Some of us are cornier than others. Triple sevens. Jackpot. Tyler's the corniest of us all, I think. So, uh-huh. <laughs> all right. This one's from Sean. We have three more. This one's from Sean Kruger. Engine failure on takeoff, and then he puts parenthetically, though panic is what leads to death and is discouraged. So, engine failure on takeoff. Okay. At if if I'm a passenger 
I'll start and then we'll go to Randall. If I'm a passenger, that's a darn 10, right? I mean, like, unless we're not in the air yet, and then it's just like, oh, we were about to get in the air, and then it, 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 the engine failed and we're still on the ground. Then it's like a five, because I'm like, oh, okay, dodge that one. But if we've taken off and we're quite a bit a ways off the ground and the engines fail, I'm thinking I'm going to die. So that's like a 10 for me. Oh, man. Well, I don't even know if I'd know. I mean, I guess I'd realize we were going down, but the pilot probably wouldn't tell me. Um, I'll, I'll give this one. This, this my, my life is probably about to end, so I'll, I'll give it a 10. <laughs> yeah, that's a good reason. Tyler. My, my mind is trying to figure out the engineering of this whole thing and, and the, you know, what that means, because I'm thinking if I'm in the process of takeoff, even if I'm off the runway, like I'm feeling like there's a high probability that we can at least, you know, have a decent crash landing and be okay, as opposed to 30,000 feet in the air. I'm much more concerned if, you know, we're, we're flying. So I'm not going to be 10. Um, I'll just say that I'm going to probably be, I'm scared, but I'm not peeing myself. So I'm six and a half, seven. You're, you're, you're tough. Whether it's yeah. your pee or someone else's, you'll be wet. well if i'm sitting between you guys yeah this next one comes from riley risto he says the permanence of universal masking and social distancing that sounds so horrible i'm giving it a 10 just because it's been permanent for the last year (laughs) and if it has to continue i i will be a sad puppy longest two weeks of my life that's all i have to say um yeah, I'm up there as well. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm not going to go full 10. I'll go nine and a half. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I, I think that we'll, I think that we'll always see masks on some people. I think from now, I think one thing it's certainly done is if, if people aren't feeling well, I think they're going to be more, uh, more prone to wear a mask. And maybe that's a good thing. If they're sick and they need to go out and run errands, maybe they should wear a mask. Um, I, I'm not going to wear one unless I know I'm sick and then I don't mind wearing one. Um, but, uh, the, the idea that it's going to be permanent for everyone always to have a mask on in public and be six feet apart as someone who's in sales for a living, I hate the idea. I'm going to give it a nine because I don't want it. And it directly affects my ability to make an income as well. Um, cause I, I'm, I'm in sales and I'm best face to face. So, um, last one here comes from Jerry Lawson. And he says this, hitting an unexpected snowstorm while towing a 20,000-pound trailer. Whoa. I'll begin, and then we'll go Randall, then Tyler. Here's the thing. If, if, are you in the middle of nowhere? Um, I'm assuming if you're RVing that you're probably not necessarily in the middle of town or middle of a city. And I'll just assume that this is, like, in those sticks. Yeah, that's that's a reason to panic if you're towing a trailer and this is a snowstorm. Um, I'll give it an eight because maybe you can pull over and, and, and maybe you can get in the trailer and spend some time there and wait it out. But I don't know. It seems like it's pretty terrifying to be stranded anywhere. I don't care what your situation is, even if you do have a, a, a trailer. I'll give it an eight. I will give this a nine because when it happened to me, my butt cheeks were clenched so tight. I was panicking and it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving in Utah, which I think where uh, where Jerry, or similar to, to where Jerry was actually. I've I've heard of this one, and uh, it was it was almost dark, and there were cars blasting past me. It was scary. It was just plain scary, and I didn't know if I had control or not. <laughs> huh. 
hitting hitting ice at all is never fun. But when you've got that much mass behind you that's going to continue to push you, any feeling of control disappears. Uh, that is definitely a 10 for me. Yeah, I can see that. Um, you know, maybe we can get Jerry on one time and he can tell us the story about that. I heard it's quite a story. It is quite the story. And uh, I think we should. I think it'd be fun to have, uh, have him come on and, and share with us his experience. There you have it, guys. That's our first lightning round episode of Reason to Panic. We appreciate all of the listeners who submitted Reasons to Panic. This was a lot of fun kind of going through these, and maybe we'll change up the format next time. Maybe we won't. I don't know. But we'll do this again, um, and we'll give you guys plenty of notice so that we can get more people to give us more Reasons to Panic. But that's your show for today. Thank you for listening to Reason to Panic, the only podcast out there for the worried mind. Remember, we give you a new reason to panic each week so that you are never without a reason to panic. See you next time. I'm coming right away, my dear. I tried